just needs to be like Westworld, where you don't know that this is supposed to be the, two timelines. Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna <laughs> I had that thought already. Welcome to the What's Already podcast. We fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in, especially those watching the end of watching us live. Uh, but we appreciate everybody listening, watching, tuning in, all that fun stuff. Go ahead, hit that like, subscribe, bell notification button, hit the follow, all those buttons to help keep up with what we do. We go live every Monday now, so at least for the next little while. Um, and right now we're doubling up on shows, but this first segment we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, the wow my brain just the rings of power right there wow so we're gonna start with the rings of power and then we'll move on to the house of the dragon but uh, first and foremost uh, the rings of power I have quite a bit to say before you do JJ because I'm kind of curious I know Mattson just took a bite of whatever he's eating but I'm kind of <laughs> curious because you and I talked about this. Matson. It's funny, I was going to do the same thing. So, oh, yeah, good. go ahead. Too bad. I, I beat you to it. Yeah, no. uh, I'm curious what Matson thinks because you haven't, you know, dove into the lore quite as deeply no, as not Jade. Even close. Yeah. I've yeah. read the books, um, I've read The Hobbit, but I that was a long time ago. I don't remember much. So, yeah, by your way. I'm like, just curious. What, what I think? thought? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have. What's the island human people called again? Numenor. Like, I don't know what the hell that's about, but they seem like as close as humans could get to being elves, basically. And they live in like this utopian, amazing society. I mean, for one, their stone carvers are amazing. Like, let's just stop and think about that for a second. Um, but this division between human and elf like that made sense to me but then i know you guys don't like galandriel's backstory so far and i don't know how uh, accurate that is or if it is at all but not knowing anything and then like the elves in the camp and how the the orcs are i should say goblins am i supposed to say what am i what's the proper term for them are they orc. they are orc what's the difference yeah, the between orcs. orc and goblins and they're not called goblins what are they called they have goblins. The goblins yeah. are just much smaller. Yeah. Um, ah, man. Like, I appreciate what looks like to, to be the backstory of how Mordor was founded. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with how it's going about. I'm very intrigued to see who... What's the... Uh, is it Adar, right? Did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. New character, by the way. Like, that's not a... Okay, well, I mean, they didn't show me who it was. Know. I like that I saw, like, a claw hand thing. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't exactly know where we're going, and I don't know if that's a good thing, but I don't quite – I mean, I don't really care for the Harfoot people and the whole Gandalf <laughs> thing. Like, that part's – but I was kind of like that in the Lord of the Rings, too. Anytime we got Foley in the Hobbit lore, like, it was kind of a turnoff for me just because – I don't know, like, it just wasn't my thing. So that part's kind of, I don't really care. But I am mean, really intrigued about Numenor and the island and what's going to happen there. It seems fascinating. I like the elves that were in prison that are digging these tunnels or what's ever happening. Long-winded answer to say, I don't quite know what's happening, but I don't mind it. 
but it's is it at times slower paced sure but man i love the world building and it is visually stunning like send me there yeah i do like the cool to see yeah Numenor was way cool to see well and i love like the tie-ins the architectural tie-ins to gondor yeah like Um, i could see i could see a lot of that i could see where i I mean as i understand it it's sealed door and i know like I didn't talk about that, but I know I was like, oh, so is that correct? It came from here to there. And so I started to make those connections and I'm intrigued how that's going to work out, what that looks like. And I don't know, like I love a good backstory and it seems like we're kind of getting that and I'm not unconcerned about it, but I don't know what you guys know. And again, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, and I think that's what we're so that's what I was I was asking Alec last night, or I said, I was like, I think that I would be really enjoying this show if I didn't know what I know. And before I go ham and shit all over this thing, because I'm not gonna actually even do that, but I do want to talk about some of the things that I really like. Visually, this show continues to get better and better. Um, Numenor was outstanding, and I'm loving the tunnels, the orc tunnel. Like, and how they're explaining that's to keep them there. They got the weird, like, dragon scale type coverings to keep the sun off of them and things like that. So, visually outstanding. I have nothing but high praise for the new characters um, that aren't part of the canon in the past and things like that. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of positives to this show. I actually am enjoying nori and the hardfoots quite a bit like i like nori but i don't know sometimes i don't know well and i think you're starting to see the division right so they're starting to show where possibly we end up with half of this group moving to become because she's a brandy wine right or is she a brandy 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 foot brandy foot brandy foot some of the very popular uh and most famous uh, hobbits are brandy wines so or proudfoots or proudfoots so you're getting some crossover there so it wouldn't surprise me if you saw the split where you get um Smeagol's side the cousins and then the other side go to the hobbit side and and so you're starting to see some of that split a little bit there which is cool and i like that but there's a lot of things that are driving me before nuts. you driving out you guys bash all over it why does the CGI look so good in this? Because, man, it's impressive. Like, it's so good compared to other TV shows that I'm watching. Like, when you came in a new more, I was looking at Taylor's like, man, that looks so real. And I'd love to go there right now. And I know it's completely fake. Because they spent a billion dollars on it. That's uh, a lot of it. <laughs> but well, the man, other piece of it is. Sometimes money works. The yeah. other piece of it is, is they do practical stuff as well. It's. They're not doing everything CGI. Your landscapes, your buildings, your far shots obviously are CGI, but they're good at that stuff because you don't have the details. But when you get in close, what they're doing is the costumes and the makeup for like the orcs and things like that are at least partially practical. So you don't have the, like we've talked about with with She-Hulk, where you have CGI battling other CGI, battling other CGI, where and you have very detailed stuff. They've made it so that the detailing is CGI, but the actual makeup and stuff is there and it's practical and it's on 
a sometimes CGI background. Like in Numenor, a lot of that stuff is CGI, but it's the details. It's not the whole set. And I think that's the part where even Peter Jackson got it right in the original trilogy and even more so in the Hobbit trilogy, as much as I don't love that trilogy of movies, he combined practical with CGI in a way that really pushed the technology forward. And people have just forgotten that if you take a little more time and actually do some practical effects with your CGI, it looks amazing. Yeah, they've got that down pat. And I love their use of the map as well. I have to Mm -hmm. say, bringing that in and kind of showing, because now the map that I did know that has different names, now I'm like, oh, like, all right, I know exactly where we're at, what we're doing. I've actually really appreciated that. I know that maybe you could feel like it's pulling you out of the narrative or something, but I think it's been extremely helpful. Yeah. No, I liked it, especially with the sigil where Mm -hmm. she has it overlay and it's like, oh, turn it sideways. And all of a sudden it makes part of the map. That was yeah, really that was cool. cool. That, that was, was like one of my favorite plot points of the show the entire time. Yeah, that, that no, Southron. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That part that was a sweet reveal where you were wondering like, what the hell is? It? And I was like, man, they did that really well, like spot on. Well, and I liked that it. it's not the Eye of Sauron because that's what I kept. I'm like, really, we're already going with the Eye of, Eye of Sauron. He's still in his physical form. He doesn't need that shit yet. So why are we doing that? So I loved, I was really excited when I saw that. Oh, yeah. It was well So from my understanding, because Sauron's still around, at some point we're going to get to the battle of like Sauron fighting a sealed or and that could be many seasons down the road because this is like the progression we are getting to, as I understand. We, granted, we have a ways to go because the sealed is what, like 17 or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're long-lived, but from where we're at at Numenor, you have about... 200-ish years, roughly, until we get to that fight. Yeah. Wait, but the the guy that's on the little 17-year, that's not the same? That's the same as Silder. They live a long time. The Wait. Dunedain, those men that are – so here, I'll give you some backstory because they mentioned him in this episode. Are they like half-elf? Mm. No, mm, but they no. were given long life. Yeah, so there were two – By who? Eru Iluvatar? That one. So there were two sons, Elrond and Elros, right? We've met Elrond. We're all very familiar with Elrond. His brother, Elros, chose to be human, in, and, and Elrond chose to be an elf. So they were two – they're brothers, but they chose two different – they chose a mortal life. How, how the hell does that life. work? I thought they would – is that just like lore and that just it is what it is? Oh, it's a complex – we see it a little bit in the original trilogy where Arwen gives up her immortality for Aragorn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're saying that other guy, but he would have been a baby and he made that decision or no. So no, 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 he was no. an elf, full fledged yeah. elf. Oh, okay. And he decided to give it up. And because he started to intermingle his longevity gene started to trickle into the human race and the, yeah, something like that. So the original, when they came over to middle earth, Everyone that came to Middle-earth had long or almost immortal, if not sure. immortal, lifelines. So there was a, there's a whole story in the Salmarillion and the Unfinished Tales that talk about these two, this family, and then that choice between Elrond and Elros. And so Elros goes on and has the island of Numenor, creates this great land of long-lived, what they call the Dunedain. And Isidor is the son of... Like the great grandson, 
Isn't he the great grandson? I think there might be a couple more. Is that the king that they mentioned that got uh, taken? He's the grandson of the king because Elros isn't alive at this point or shouldn't be or he's gone. But the next king got banished because they continued that wanted to keep that connection. Okay. So this is where I think like Tolkien's writing is brilliant. Yes. Because the way he intermixes this, the Numenorians decide as humans, right? Human nature, that they don't want to play nice with the elves anymore. They're jealous of the elves. Um, They don't think that the elves should have eternal life while they don't. And so they've become extremely petty and extremely upset at the elves for no reason. That's where this rift comes in. Yeah. It's over nothing besides the fact that their ancestor chose mortal life for the beauty of being a mortal versus living in mortality. But they're living for like, what, two to three hundred years? Minimum. Jeez, people, that's a long time. I'm pretty sure when you get into the Lord of the Rings, uh, what's-his-face lived for like 600 and... Aragorn? Aragorn, wasn't he He like... 212. Was it only 200? I thought he was like 600-something, because he was 80 in the books when it started. Shoot, that would have changed the whole thing with Erwin, and like she was worried about him, like she was gonna outlive him. Like, dude, if he's gonna live for another two hundred years, just die with him. Like, you're fine. (laughs) That's that's pretty much how it went. But it's so funny because it's that the grass is always greener. So whatever we can't have, yeah. Okay, Um, well, I can see why there'd be hostility and annoyance, um, and that makes sense. So they didn't really explain that though. To like yeah, they didn't do a user. good job. Of well, they have to be very careful with that story because of the rights. They don't have oh, the rights to the okay. Silmarillion, well, right, which is I where guess, that story comes from. I guess that all right. I mean, for me, I just knew that there was definitely a deep-seated dislike that I was like, ah, we already know in Lord of the Rings that at some point elves, human, and dwarves all turn on each other, hate each other. It's like, ah, it's just part of what goes on. So, I, I mean, it didn't change anything for me it's just cool to yeah. know that now yeah, to be fair, those haven't helped <laughs> no they're kind of dicks too yeah. i mean in their own ways it's it's one of those things where they're both very and then of course the actual normal life span humans in the southlands and then throughout middle earth really don't like them because they're both dicks to them um <laughs> but it was kind of interesting because when they did talk about elrond and elros and they showed that mural um it was basically word for word out of the original trilogy what uh not oh it was arwen in the movie but in the books it was her it was a different elf altogether that i can't remember his name but he mentioned it was almost word for word the mention of the two stories Hmm. and how they explain it because they can't use the detail out of the selmarillion which is it's a really cool story to to read but that was and i had no problem with how they managed it in this i think my problem is is i don't know what the timeline is which is also my problem (laughs) yeah it's really frustrating and i would be okay if they just said we are in like i don't know what's the i what's i keep saying it essay is it essay second age the second age 2000 right if they just gave us where we're at i can live with strange things happening out of timeline what i can't do is go what i'm having a hard time with is going okay i have six timelines in my head during the th- the second age and all of them have pieces that i'm seeing and i can't pinpoint so i'm confused while i watch the show and that's my part problem is all i'm thinking about is 
where does this fall in the timeline versus watching and enjoying the actual plot and the action and the acting that I should be watching. And when I do it, sometimes I've, I've had to stop and go, Jesus Crowder and rewind that to watch it in full because I get distracted by, wait a minute, Theodore's in this, where are we at in this timeline? And then I start thinking about, well, good Lord, like Elendil's this age. He was that freaking Narsil that she just gave him. Like, I'm like <laughs> all these things that I get confused on. And I think if they just give me a timeline, I'd shut my pie hole and leave it alone and just go, okay, they can't make all the timelines work. They need these characters. They need these stories. I'd be much more forgiving of the things that didn't fit within the timeline. If I had a timeline, but we don't have one right now. Yeah. I mean, I would be okay with even this where, I mean, JJ, you and I talked about it. It doesn't take a thousand years to cross the Sundering Sea. <laughs> yeah. But if, you know, because she was kind of on her way to the Undying Lands, uh, Gladriel. Yeah. Um, before she apparently had a 1500 year time jump. If they even <laughs> wrote something in that the the light from the Undying Lands sped up time. I'd be yeah. okay with something like that, where it was a time jump or a time slip because you're so close to the Undying Lands where time doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. get where we are because we have on the one hand Elrond, he's in Eregion with Celebrimbor, they're in about 1500 of the Second Age and then you have Numenor and we're in 3300 of the Second Age. And so there's a huge just discrepancy on where we actually are if they just said, hey we're making up our own story. Deal with yeah. it. Yeah, I'd be fine. Like, if, there were, if they're like, we're in the year 2000 of the Second Age and guess what? We're going to truncate this timeline so that Celebrimbor is working on his his uh, forge and we're having Numenor be in this state of phase where we might see the 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 displacement or the civil war of Numenor and the, the you know leaving for Middle Earth and you know getting the two kingdoms of the Numen or, or of the Dunedain. I, I'd be okay with that if they just told me this is what's yeah. happening, but here's your two separate storylines. But right now, like Alex said, you got two very separated stories happening right now. And so for me, my brain goes, what the shit? Just needs to be like Westworld where you don't know that this is supposed to be the- two timelines. Yeah. yeah. And they're gonna <laughs> I had that thought already. Point. Yeah. That's and where that may I be think- what they're doing. I think you need if again, I don't know that, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is great, like, cool. But that's, that's one of the things I like where they, I say I don't like the Harfoot stuff, but it's fine. But I just like the other stuff so much more. And there's all these interesting plots happening, and I'm like, man, it's gonna come together. And they added this Adar guy at the end, and I'm like, I'm excited to see who the hell that is. That sounds cool. And I know, while he's not part of the lore. I think it's a smart decision because you got to give us somebody that's going to be a driving force for now. And Tolkien can't write everything. We can add some little like oh, for sure. B-level well, bad guy. Yeah. And I'm pumped about that because I'm like, ah, right, let's go. Like, give me somebody. Well, mm. the characters they've added are the best ones. Yeah. Ar- Aralid, the elf. Yeah, he's cool. Dude is amazing. Yeah. The actor's dope. great. And he's done such a great job. And he's my favorite part. Yeah. Despite the fact that he hasn't existed until the show. Yeah. Well, and like, I was like itching for the human woman too. And her son, like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I want to see more. So it's, we will, we just can't fit it all. But that's, that's yeah. To Alex's point, I've enjoyed more the characters that haven't existed until this show than I have the ones that have, because again, 
I'm too busy trying to figure out how they're coexisting in this world right now. So, yeah. absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah. And the other thing is this stranger dude better not because they'll just freaking ruin it even more because I got to thinking about it after we talked about the first two episodes. It cannot be the wizards because they don't come and they don't come to Earth, meaning. So that's not Gandalf. It's probably going it's probably to be, going to be, but it should be based on timelines because Gandalf and his people. So Radagast and Saruman, those guys don't actually show up on Middle Earth until the Third Age. And not like at the start of the third age. They're like a thousand years into the third age when they show up on Middle Earth. So we're like 3,000 years away at the best timeline I can figure out from them even being on Middle Earth. So this is another one of those. Now, I could see because the one separation when you're talking about timelines, I could see them wrapping up a timeline with. Galadriel and now a Numenor and Elrond and Celebrimbor tying those two timelines together, truncating it. And then we have the stranger and because everything else to me seems to be even with the new one, right? The new characters and the humans down in the Southlands, all of that makes sense tied together because we've got ties to those. The one thing we do not have any ties to is the Harfoots and the stranger so there may be a time gap because the, that story of the Harfoots and the Stranger have been completely separate from the other storylines. There's been no connecting pieces, whereas the other ones, there are connecting. It's connected all three of the other storylines at this point. So, yeah, I can see that. Happen. But I guess... If it's like that, I, I sometimes wonder why directors don't just make that distinguishment up front. But, I mean, at, at other times we've seen a show like Westworld where there is a reason where they're doing things in this way and you just kind of have to give faith to that. But yeah. they're telling me, though, if they're going to turn that into Gandalf and they they tie that Harfoot uh, potential wizard story into this, you're going to be pissed is what I'm hearing. Yeah, probably. I, I want another new character. Give me somebody else that's this powerful being that i mean or like if they put it a wizard in the second age like i don't know fine like why does it that could be cool sure and i'm sure that there were some just not the ones that we know and i'm okay with them being different but i'm i would almost rather this be like some strange backstory of being he's actually uh sauron in his and this turns out to be his shape-shifting form and for some reason he's memory's gone because of like the transition or because there's never any indication of what he was like when he was outside of his full Sauron form. Right. So I think it would be cool because we don't have that. Like if he's by changing that form, he's had to kind of rebuild himself and then he falls to middle earth and he's kind of figuring himself out. Cause we've seen the dude can be a dick and he's got a good handle on fire. And I'm telling you, it still, I cannot let go of the fact that that crater that he was laying in looked a lot like Sauron's eye. So the only hmm. problem I would have with that is he didn't know about the Shire and Hobbits. True. That's true. In the original trilogy. That would That's be the fair. only hiccup is that he had no idea about. Yeah, he didn't uh, even know Hobbit. it existed. Yeah. 
Let's fair. But I mean, everything. Sar- Saruman and Sauron. Which one is the? Which one is who again? I always get them confused. Sauron's the big bad. Saruman's the wizard, the white That's wizard. Right. All right, all right. There we go. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the whole shape shifting thing with Sauron. Like I, that. Why would he do? Th- why did he have to do that? Why would he do that? Shape shift. Or change into a human and just not just stay as himself if he didn't need to change. Because he uses it, because he uses it to trick people. So like that's how he gets Celebrimbor to build the the. Well, yeah, but if it's gonna take him like a thousand, so is there two of him or is there just one of them? Just one, but they don't. The books and the materials that they're using don't indicate that there's an impact on him. Chances are it's not him. Um, I could see it being the voice of Sauron. Or some, you know what I mean? And that could be Adar. Like, this new character, Adar, he's got the gloves that look like Sauron's gloves when he walks through. Like, you talked about those claws. Those are his his uh, gauntlets. And so, Yeah, the gauntlet, yeah, yeah. That look like Sauron's gauntlet when he's in his armor. But I don't think that's going to be Sauron. I, it, maybe it is, but I don't think it will what, be. What is Sauron? He's what you call a Maya. Or mm-hmm. a he's like an angel, fallen angel. He's is kind of his power scale. Is he basically Satan in Christianity? Pretty close, more or less. Um, but I I always thought, or when I watched, I thought Adar Adar was going to be a black Numenorian. Yeah, and I mentioned this to you, JJ, that they might be going the way of the video games in the yeah. Shadow of Mordor series, mm-hmm. um, where you have these black Numenorians who kind of make up Sauron's inner circle. And that would be cool because that's, again, someone that has no ties to anything. We already know you can make up whatever you want about this dude. Yep. All right. Well, for me, that doesn't know a ton of this lore. I mean, while it's a little, you could say it's a little slow at times in their building. Man, I really am enjoying the building of there's so many interesting plot lines. So, like, I'm quite intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing that I keep thinking about that kind of, like, makes me twitch a little is and where you talk about like the black Numenorians and things like that is we also have this overarching thing that this movie's about the rings of power as far as I can tell at the very least unless there's a double timeline and the Harfoot timeline's different the rings of power have yet to be created at least in the major three of the major storylines right if the Harfoot turns out to be a different timeline is that after that they've been made? Because where the hell are the nine human kings? Because now we also have this human king from the Southlands that is in Numenor of all places. And is he one of the nine? Is that the witch king? Is You I know what not. I mean? Like, I hope not too. Because I could have sworn and I didn't. I meant to look it up before we started, but I didn't because that's me. Um, I could have sworn that we knew the Witch King's name, but I could be wrong. I always heard it was the just maybe it's just because where he's at, the Witch King of Angmar. Yeah, and that's what I keep thinking. But I do hope that they introduce him though, because that would be a cool story with how he takes down Arnor in a later season if they decide to tell it. That would be dope. Um, I'd be way dope. But yeah, the it's just I don't know where they're going, and it has me yeah. nervous because they haven't done a very good job at saying where they are. 
Yeah. Um, or even if they're going to stick to the kind of the timelines that we know if they're just doing their own thing. Because, yeah, it's called The Reigns of Power, and we haven't seen a single Reign of Power yet. It's only three Church. episodes. They invested a ton of money. Give me, like, six seasons. We're fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have a lot of seasons to get there, but and I'm sure the end point is hopefully to get to the last... Uh, Battle War of the Last Alliance. Yeah, the Last Alliance. Ah, we're only three episodes in. After all these other TV shows we've watched, like it usually takes I don't know three to five episodes for them to really even get anywhere. So it's true. It's true. Well, and I just like I, I for all the shit I talk on it, like I do like it. Like it is, it's been interesting, and I I like the pacing. I like the way that the show moves for the most part. It's just my knowledge that I have. And I don't even think I have as much. I think Alec has me beat on Lord of the Rings knowledge because, which is cool. I, it's nice to not always be the one that ignorance is bliss. Sometimes. Exactly. But I know enough that there's little things that, like I said, and I'm such a freaking mind moron when it comes to overthinking things like this, that it does get in my way. So we don't know his name. His other names are the black captain, captain of despair, the Lord of carrion, uh, the King of the nine riders and the Morgul Lord. So there's no, actual just the the that is one the of the witch king of places in lord of the rings morgul just looked dope such yeah. a cool visual yeah all right yeah that's uh rings of power so it's been fun uh matt's and tell everybody where they can find us yeah uh you can keep checking us out at uh what's our verdict on youtube for all of our live shows uh if you want to listen to us at what's our verdict reviews wherever good podcasts can be found you can do so check us out on tiktok to continue to see random movie trivia us getting made fun of by alec tiger videos different things of that nature um and yeah don't forget the forget to hit that follow like or subscribe button as jj talked about and then check us out at what's our verdict.com and, and come and leave us a suggestion on maybe a tv show certainly a movie that you'd like us to review and we're happy to do so for sure um those of you that are watching live we appreciate you tuning in we're going to continue live but we got to do a little quick break for editing all that fun stuff so you'll see our intro video again and then we're going to talk about uh the house of the dragon so hang out with us um so you can stick around for that episode if you're watching live we appreciate it um so with that as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. But not really bye. Bye-bye. Cinemagic out.